0: Welcome to the Wise Up Texas podcast. Wise Up Texas is a nonpartisan nonprofit empowering and educating Texas South Asians to be informed voters and partake in civic engagement. We are South Asian voices for South Asian voters. You can visit our website, wiseuptx.org and find us on all social media platforms. This is Poonam Kaji, Wise Up Texas board member and today's host we have a really exciting guest today we have a statewide candidate for the primary runoffs Um, you guys i know it's may you're not thinking it's election season but it's definitely election season in texas if you're listening to this podcast then there are local elections going on and constitutional amendments uh, elections going on Uh, election day for that is may 7th and early voting is going on this week um, but there's also another election in May. On May 24th, there is the primary runoff. And this is in regards to who will be on our ballot in November. Um, so for the big Masala midterm is what we've been calling it. It's big in flavor. It's big in spice. It's important for our community. And we need to get out and vote. Um, but first, we need to decide who the best candidates are for the ballot. So that's on May 24th. and Early voting for that is May 16 to May 20. So it's a very short early voting window. Make sure you're planning accordingly. So I don't want to spend any more time uh, saying anything because we've got to talk to our guests. So Jay Clayberg, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So I think maybe the most, I definitely want to hear about who you are, but I also want our want our folks to hear about the office you're running for and why it's important. So can you just start us off with with those two things?
1: Absolutely. The General Land Office is run by the Texas Land Commissioner, which is an independent constitutional office created in 1836, similar to the governor, the lieutenant governor, the attorney general, that kind of independent power. It oversees 13 million acres of your Texas public lands on which it generates just over a billion dollars right now Uh, about half of that it sends to uh, the largest k-12 educational endowment in the country the permanent school fund it's about 50 billion dollars and in the last legislative session a new entity was created on which the land commissioner and eight others from the State Board of Education and a couple of appointees sit on to manage that $50 billion endowment, and then uh, provides funding for K-12 schools, primarily for uh, textbooks and classroom materials. So if you're interested in public education or public lands and how we manage that land, this is an important office. There are a few other uh, important responsibilities the Veterans Land Board, which provides today um, loans for Texas veterans for homes, home improvements, and land. And about 7,000 of our 1.4 million veterans in the state of Texas take advantage of that program. It also oversees nine veterans homes. Those are long-term care facilities all over the state of Texas. The newest one will be in Tarrant County. Uh, It also has four veterans cemeteries that it Overseas all over the the state and the last really important piece which most people don't uh, realize is back in 2008 uh, natural disaster relief. uh, Funding is now the responsibility of the general land office so there's about $8 billion in uh, FEMA and housing and urban development funding uh, for both rebuilding homes and communities and also mitigating against uh, natural disasters that's within the purview of the general land office
0: wow yeah so that's a lot that this office does and i think it is really important for people to understand that these are things that impact us every day right whether it's schools or um, natural disasters which we've seen the full variety of here in texas Um, i do want to tell our listeners just a little bit about your race because it's interesting it's a double runoff so you've got a runoff with sandra grace martinez and then on the republican side there's a runoff as well uh, between Don Buckingham or tw- Tim Wesley, so this will be double runoff, and then we'll see in November who's on the ballot. Um, tell us a little bit about you. Where where are you from? Uh, what got you into this race?
1: Sure. Yeah, I grew up in an agricultural community in South Texas, uh, where I, I really learned the value of respect for our natural resources and the people who um, are stewards of of those resources, and so I, I've taken that. Uh, to heart and really for the last 20 years have been involved in land management and natural resource conservation work Uh, i've got my mba from uh, the McCombs business school at ut i actually put that to work within our national park system and i did a business plan for the grand canyon back a few years ago and then that sort of launched my um, career in in conservation and public access i was associate director for Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation, which is the official nonprofit partner to Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, where uh, I did, along with my colleagues, the largest land transaction in, uh, for conservation purposes in Texas history with funds out of, if you remember the Deepwater Horizon oil spill Uh, There were civil and criminal settlement dollars that came out of that. So did that transaction and then managed about 30,000 acres of land on behalf of Parks and Wildlife. I bought about 6,000 acres from the general land office on behalf of Parks and Wildlife uh, during that tenure and have done a couple of films as well uh, related to conservation and wildlife and uh, our water resources, one called um, The River and the Wall, which was about the negative impacts of uh, building a uh, physical structure along the Texas-Mexico border, what that would do to our communities and our natural resources. And then uh, I'm also doing a film that will come out actually in Dallas, uh, premiere at EarthX uh, Film Festival, May 12th. And it's narrated by Matthew McConaughey. And it's really a love letter to uh, the natural world of Texas, similar to an Our Planet and then developed uh, Teaks aligned next generation science standard K through 12 curriculum associated with that so that our school children, you know, so, so many people, 83% or so of Texans live in cities and don't have the opportunity to get outdoors beyond, you know, their, um, their major metro area. And so we really wanted to bring uh, the vibrancy of uh, Texas into the classroom or into the home through film and then give kids... Uh, an opportunity to learn about some of the things that they're already doing, um, but through the lens of of Texas. So that's kind of uh, my background.
0: It sounds like, um, you know, you have a passion for conservation and um, environmentalism. Um, Can you tell us which issues you would, you, you know, most excite you and what issues you're most passionate about bringing to this position?
1: Yeah, really a couple of things. I think that the greatest challenge that we face as Texans is combating climate change. Um, It will impact how we live our lives and our quality of life um, over the next um, several decades. And that if you look at the fact that Texas is the number one energy producer in the country and that we're also the number one uh, CO2 emitter and that we lead the nation in billion dollar natural disasters, that um, the general land office can actually take action in those two areas so uh, most of the revenue that we produce right now off of public lands is uh, through uh, oil and gas royalties and uh, if you look at the amount of money that we generate it's about 1.1 billion dollars 300,000 of, of that is from the renewable energy sector so two renewable energy leases one wind and one solar lease And I use that as an example because there's a huge opportunity to expand and diversify the way that we generate that income off of our public lands, whether that's wind or solar or geothermal or offshore wind. Um, We have the opportunity to sequester carbon and store carbon and invest in um, technology and also utilize our our public lands to uh, take climate action. And the other piece that I'm really focused on is in the disaster relief Sector It's taking four to six years for federal dollars to actually get down into communities that have been impacted uh, by uh, major uh, storms. We're going to see more of that, more frequency. And we've got to figure out a way, especially since Texas is is more than 50 percent of the billion dollar natural disasters in the United States to lock arms with states like Louisiana and Florida and New York and say that the system should uh, enable a more efficient uh, use uh, and a better use and more equitable, equitable use of those federal dollars in our communities. Because right now, uh, just as a a quick example, in denying funds in the wake of Hurricane Harvey to the city of Houston, which the General Land Office has done, it has violated, per Housing and Urban Development um, designation, uh, it has violated the Civil Rights Act. Uh, in denying funds to the city of Houston. I was in Northeast Harris County uh, last week talking with um, uh, folks who have been impacted by storms, by Hurricane Harvey, still waiting on repairs. I walked into a general land office built home, uh, which that homeowner was waiting four and a half years to be built. It was built in three months and already is seeing damage uh, from, flooding and and rainfall over the last uh, few months so those two areas taking climate action and then really focusing in on uh, natural disaster relief to both build up communities but also to mitigate against storms that we've seen you know whether it's tornadoes or flooding or hurricanes we're going to see a higher frequency of that and we've got to protect all texans um, going forward
0: yeah there's First of all, there's two like statistics you dropped in there that I have never heard before, and that were shocking to hear. I think one was that Texas is the number one CO2 emissions state, uh, and then the other one was um, that we have the highest number of billion-dollar natural disasters. Um, I've never heard those two statistics before, and you know, really important for our listeners and for folks to to know. You know, as proud as we are to be Texans. Um, There's room for improvement in this space. And I I do think that, you know, folks who everyday folks might hear all of this and think, well, this all sounds very interesting. And it sounds like you really know about the topic, but, um, you know, how does it impact me tomorrow? And I think those examples of when a hurricane does hit and the expectation that um, we have FEMA and we pay taxes into these programs and we expect them to be able to help us rebuild a community. Um, and you know, that's a, a federal program, but it sounds like there's ways for Texas, Texas to do better for Texans when it comes to natural disasters. So I, I think that's really interesting. Um, you shared a lot of information. I've never heard before. Um, so this has been a really informative interview. I do want to give you a chance to talk directly to our South Asian listeners and followers, whether they're tuning into the podcast or listening on the radio today. Um, what is something you could tell them specifically about this election and, and getting out to vote?
1: Yeah, I would say uh, for them to look at this position as a job and that uh, you would hopefully make a decision based on um, your vote on, on who's most qualified on, on either side and anybody in the race, just just look at my resume and the my body of work for the last 20 years and then look at the damage that this office has done under leadership over the last 20 years. It really has not shown up to work. And so if you care about your schools, you care about school children, you care about how we responsibly manage our public lands and how we are repairing from and preparing for a climate that is changing, uh, then you should really look at this office because it can have a huge impact and be a force for good. Um, And hopefully that when they look at the position, look at my credentials, that they'll see that I'm actually qualified to do the job and I want to do the job. I think there are a number of people, especially historically, that have looked at this office as a stepping stone who have not actually had any intention of doing the job. They are looking to run for another higher office and I have no intention of doing that. This is something I think really impacts people's lives. So I would say that if you care about those things, uh, please turn out to vote. Probably 400,000 people are going to turn out in this runoff. So 200,001 people will decide who the best candidate is to go into the general and then who can actually build a campaign. We've got eighty-five endorsements from organizations and from elected officials and former elected officials Uh, and we got endorsed by Beto O'Rourke last week and that will hopefully you know help to at least uh, educate people about the fact that we're serious about doing this uh, job and getting through the election in May and into uh, into the general
0: well, thank you, Jay. I appreciate so much your interest in coming to speak to us and speak to our followers and listeners. I'll be linking um, your website on the notes for this episode so people can go visit. Um, again, it's Jay Clayberg for Texas Land Commissioner with us here today. This will be on the primary runoff election on May 24. If you voted in the Democratic primaries, this is um, the runoff for that same election. That does conclude our interview for today. We are a nonpartisan nonprofit, but we welcome interviews with candidates and political leaders who want to reach out to our South Asian followers. We do not endorse any candidates or political party. You can find a recording of this podcast on most platforms where podcasts are available, and select episodes will air on Radio Azad and DFW. Please subscribe and share. Thanks for listening. Get educated, get wiser, and start giving a hoot with Wise Up Texas.